This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. We're going to make the best out of it, and we're going to go to Kansas and bring you the best race car we ever had. We'll be all right. Just like last couple weeks ago, man, got to pick our up go. Can't worry about it. You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo' sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Hey, everybody. It's Junior. This is post-Charlotte. Yeah, we didn't have a good day. It was a, that was a long, long race. We were running along there. I thought the car was okay, but we needed to work on the balance a little bit. I didn't like the, the front grip and the rear grip. It just had things we needed to work on. You know, we really didn't get that far into the race before we got into it there with Carl and got in the wall. Carl had a run on me a lap or two before that, and I blocked him real bad. I was, uh, you know, he's a chase spot, and I'm racing hard for that position. I didn't want to give it to him, so I blocked him pretty good. Um, he got a real good run on me off the turn four all the way down that front straightaway and came up on us real fast going into turn one. And he went to the inside, and I went to block him again. And we kind of came together. Uh, it's not really, you know, as far as I could tell, I haven't even seen the replay, but from inside the car, I felt like he drove it in there, but I was coming down. So, you know, I knew he had that run, and he looked to the inside before the corner, and I went in there and turned left anyways. And uh, he, I thought that we were going to hit, but I didn't know we were going to hit that hard because he just dove it on in there. So he hit me pretty good. And got me out of shape, and I got up in the fence, and um, you know it just sort of spiraled out of control from there. We had we had to work on the car um, and get it fixed, and we lost a couple laps. We're about two laps down there, so uh, we got one of those laps back on the way around, and then we was getting ready to race for the lucky dog, and we still had a real good car, maybe a top 12, top 10 car. Greg said we were running some good lap times still. I thought the car was driving pretty good, and. Uh, the 51 had blown blown a hose or something. He didn't, bla- he didn't break the motor, but he blew a hose off of something that sprayed a lot of oil all over the track. And uh, typically when you break a motor, it just drops out of the bottom of the car. And you basically can follow wherever the car went with the Speedy Dry truck and, and dump Speedy Dry and clean up the oil. But when you blow a hose off, it sprays everywhere. And so it's, it's coming out of the back of the car and up, you know, out of the, tr- you know, up, into the high groove wherever the car is slinging this oil so it's you know there's oil all over the corner instead of just wherever the car was so they they put speedy dry on the groove that the 51 ran but there's oil above that and we can't tell that till we go fast with the shadows cast over the track that the billboards cast uh, in turn one and two we can't really see that oil on the track and i guess nascar couldn't either i went into turn one to go into the third groove Mind you, the speedy dry was in the second groove. I made my mind up to go into the third groove where there was no speedy dry and apparently no oil. And uh, I was led to believe there was no oil there because there wasn't any speedy dry up there. So I was going to pass a bunch of guys on the outside and take off. But I got in the middle of the corner and I hit oil. It was like ice and the car flew into the wall. That was the hardest hit of the day. And uh, that really did a number on the car. It took it from about a 10th place car to a 15th or 20th place car, speed-wise. Well, anyways, that uh, hurt the car pretty bad. We had to come down pit road. We ended up getting about three laps down. And then we ended up 28th or whatever. So it's real disappointing, guys. I know everybody's mad at Carl. 
And uh, I'm mad that Carl didn't lift and let me block him <laughs> or cut him off or whatever he thinks I probably did. I'm sure he thinks that I came down, you know, that he had a he had a position on me and that I came down. I'm sure he th thinks that that's what's happening. You know, in this situation, um, you know, I've never had really any issues with Carl, but in this situation, I think it's a bit of both of our responsibility to not be in that situation, not put myself, I, you know, I put myself in the situation to get run over, I guess. But he could have lifted. I could have not cut him off. A lot of things could have happened different there. That wasn't the end of the day, though. You know, Carl didn't ruin our race. He certainly didn't make it easier, but he, you know, the, we still had opportunity to get ourselves back into the race after that, and we we didn't, you know. So uh, a lot of people want me to go wreck Carl, so I'm not going to do that because if I'm trying to wreck Carl, I'm not winning Kansas. I'm not winning Talladega. You can't you can't go chase after a guy and put him out of the race and accomplish what your goals are. And our goals are go go them races and win. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to worry about Carl or start some show between me and him. So it's over and done. I'm going to move on, try to go to Kansas, try to, uh, you know, win the race there. I think we can run great. I love the high line there. You know, you got to think about the position we're in. So we're, at, we're outside, we're on the outside looking in. We're not one of those guys that are just on the inside in a position to protect and, and, and be careful. We can be aggressive. We can run hard just like we did at Dover. That's the way I want to run. That's the way I like to run. We can go to Talladega without worrying about protecting ourselves or protecting our position in the chase. We can go there, be aggressive, run hard. You, I promise you, all these guys that are sitting there in the top 10 in this chase, you watch how they race at Talladega. They're not gonna be very aggressive. That's gonna leave opportunities for guys like me. So, you know, these other guys are gonna try to take care of their stills and just advance, try to survive. A few of us will be out there for blood, mm. trying to claw our way back in. And uh, I like, you know, I like being able to race like that. I don't, I hate being nervous and worried about fooling around. For example, you know, we started this race out today and everybody out there is just like trying not to make a mistake. And I probably would have shot to the high line and been a way more aggressive running to the top if I wasn't in the middle of this chase, you know, scenario, because I don't want to get up in there and make the mistake and hit the wall. Uh, running the high line is kind of a risky proposition. And, uh, you know, 50 laps into a race at Charlotte, the first, round, first race of the second round, you're not going to take that risk. But now I can. Now we can be aggressive. We can go out there and run hard. We got nothing to lose. That's a pretty good position. You know, you can sit there and put it in a negative light and think about how crappy the position you're in, but you're not going to advance with that attitude. You got to go in there thinking about the positives and how you're in a good place. So, oh, Amy uh -oh. locked in. We got dogs barking. <laughs> Anyways, we'll get it sorted out, guys. We're going to keep working hard and. We'll get it sorted out. We'll figure out how to get our car fast at Kansas, and we'll go there. Be aggressive. We're going to be aggressive in practice on our setup, and you know we're going to be aggressive. We don't we don't have anything to lose. Um, while all those other guys are trying to protect their position, uh, we can race with a totally different mind frame. It frees frees me up. I, I think it it definitely allows me to do better work without that chase. You know, trying to protect my position in the chase being over my head. So, all right, guys. Um, hope you enjoy the download. Just, you know, shake it off, man.
<laughs> one damn minute, one minute spent worrying about what just happened and being negative is one minute wasted. Let's get after it. See you. Yeah, that's a good attitude uh, for sure. Dale Earnhardt Jr., we always appreciate uh, his perspective on the Dale Jr. download presented by Spy uh, after victories and after the worst finishes imaginable, especially, is when I appreciate it. And uh, unfortunately, that's what happened in Charlotte uh, with Mike Davis and uh, Amanda Wolfmeyer. I'm Taylor Zarzer. Uh, <laughs> I can't even look at her. I can't even look at her. My world's collided and not in a good way yesterday. <laughs> I mean, totally. Uh, I think somebody might have something to say to Amanda on uh, Reaction Theater. Mike, I don't know about you. Usually you and I are wired the, the same way. I, I, after listening to that, I, I'm more upset with Carl Edwards and feel even better about Talladega. Well, I was, <laughs> I was prepared to pout today. I ain't going to lie. I was prepared to come in here and pout and, and talk about why can't we be the ones uh, to watch everybody else, uh, you know, yeah. throw their chase away at Charlotte. You know, Charlotte has been like a terrible it is a track for us in, in the fall. I was looking back at this. You ready for this, Taylor? <laughs> Since 2006, our best finish there in that race is 15th. That's the best since That's 2006. In the fall race. In the yeah. fall race. Yeah. yeah. This is it. Like, so 2007, <laughs> 19th, 36th. 38th, 29th, 19th, 2012, we missed it due to the concussion, yeah. which was probably good. It's our best finish. <laughs> then 13th, 15th, which was our best finish there, and then uh, last year 20th, and then this year 28th. I don't know what you got to do. What did, what, did Regan, what did Regan finish in 2012? Can we count that? Did he have a good finish in, in 2012 in there for uh, – That's right. He, he drove that car, didn't he? Yeah, for, for Dale Jr. <laughs> Two years ago, you and I were driving home from a football game, and – you were listening to the, you know, to the all the chatter and everything, and you're like, I don't want to. Do, this is brutal. <laughs> and, yeah. and then last year, obviously, stunk, and this year was uh, was even worse. It was terrible. Yeah. I, what, do you, I, I, what do you think of the? What do you think the whole Edwards thing? Because I, you know, it's funny. I tried to uh, turn the other cheek about it, and I, I thought that, you know what, it's just one of those racing deals. But and 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 listen, I think Dale Jr. for the most part believes it's one of those racing deals, and like he said, <laughs> he might have done the same thing that Carl did, uh, but definitely sounds like there could have been some more give and take. You know, we had the same conversation with Jimmy Johnson and Kevin Harvick a few weeks ago, didn't we? Not? Right. You know, yeah, very similar. And it was the same point of the race. It was early in the race, and uh, it messed up Jimmy's car or uh, Kevin's car. It was the first race right. of the chase, wasn't it? Yep. And so you know, you have that whole debate on. Sure, could could Carl have let you know lifted? Sure, could Dale have not been blocking? He admitted that he blocked. In fact, he somewhat jokingly said, "I wish or I'm angry that he didn't let me block him," which I think is funny. Uh, but you know, ultimately, I feel like both of them were responsible for it. I think both of them are in charge of taking care of their equipment and getting it to the end of the race, mm -hmm. and uh, it did not work out well for us. If 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 Dale's not blocking at lap, what well, I don't know what lap is it, sixty nine, seventy. And, and he says himself, he's look, it's the chase. You're fighting for every position on every lap. I get it now. You, you race differently in the chase than you do in the regular season. But we also ended up with a car that had to restart with 35th or 39th, and, um, you know, and it was a fight all the way. It was a fight for the rest of the day, you know. Um, it, it was. It was for sure. And it stunk. I mean, listen, I, I don't know a nicer way of saying it. It it really it really did. And uh, it, like like he said, though, the day wasn't over there. I really felt like, you know, it, you do such a good job, by the way, of telling everybody on Twitter uh, about the lap situation and 
when cautions come. I really thought once Dale Jr. was one lap down, there was a real chance that at the end of the day was going to be a 13th place finish. Yeah. You know, I I really did. I thought that there was a really good chance because I still felt like there was speed in the car and it had top 10 level speed. Yeah. You know, and once they got the laps back that it would be somewhere thereabouts and we would be sitting here today saying, you know what, we made something out of nothing. We're still in this thing. I'm not saying we're eliminated by any stretch. I, I love what Dale Jr. said about the attitude. Because he prefers to be in this situation, go for broke, nothing to lose, go out there and try to win Kansas, bring home everything but the steering wheel, you know, good and well, that'll happen in Talladega if it's necessary. Uh, So I prefer to have that kind of mindset going in. Look how strong the team was two years ago with that attitude in the last nine races. So uh, I and look how strong the team was, not this race, but the last race in Dover, knowing you had to finish in the top three. So I like that. uh, But. God, it's still frustrating. Well, if you ask me about what I think about Carl, now, yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. I, I had a bigger problem with what happened later in the race with us, and that's just, you know, the oil on the racetrack. You didn't need to see five, six, seven cars hitting the wall to know that there was oil on the track because if you look, yeah. if you looked at Dale's in-car camera, you could see it splattering all over the, the lens there. Uh, as they came up to speed, but that that one was a little harder to swallow, and I know we can talk about that, and you you know I, I don't even know where you what, what you feel about it, uh, but you know ultimately there was so much craziness in this race. I, I even tweeted that it was like Talladega weirdness. It's what we expect out of the Talladega race, mm. you know, with all that you know whether it's attrition. You had Kyle Busch running into issues. You had Kenseth. My gosh, look at that! You know, Kenseth had problems, Big um, time. and so. There was a lot of things. There was a lot of cards being played in this race, and it would have been nice to get out of there with a top ten. Yeah. Boy, we'd be looking pretty right now. And well, I, to your point about the about all the weirdness and it feeling like a day, a plate race almost. Everybody is set up for nighttime racing, and I, I don't want to get into all of it with you, but that track from day to night changes as much as any I can think of on the whole circuit. It yeah. really does. And I just knew we were going to have a cr- we were going to have craziness on Sunday, and I just hoped it wouldn't happen with the eighty eight. And of course, it did. Well, think about this. See, Dale Junior introduced a new element to that to prove your point that I didn't even think about, and that was the shadows that were cast on the on the billboards. On the billboards, yeah, that might have caused them not to be able to see the oil in the third groove. Mm. And now, you know, that, that's a that's a theory. I don't think that Dale can even prove that. But I'm saying he can't see the oil until they're coming up to speed, and you're in it, which is too late. And he's saying that the reason you can't see it is because of the way the shadows cast. Well, you're not having that problem if it's at night. Yep. That's, that's Maybe true. that had something to do with it as well. It doesn't rain in Kansas, does it? I don't feel like it rains very much there. Tornadoes, right? Yeah, which are certainly a different animal altogether. But, well, but, uh, but it, you know, we have a good tornado setup. I, I like our car in tornadoes. <laughs> you didn't know that? Oh, yeah. I did not. Dude, Greg Ives, he's real good at tornadoes. <laughs> he's a, he's yeah. a, okay. Well, no, he's the best, actually. Well, uh, you know, listen, again, Mike, I, the, at, the attitude has to be go for broke, and, and I like that. But before we talk about what has to happen these next couple of weeks and listen to, I'm sure, some craziness on Reaction Theater, Miss Amanda, let's go through some in-car audio. Let's go to uh, Caution Lap 167. Dale Jr. is in the 28th position. All hell is uh, already broken loose with yep. Carl Edwards and after uh, really running between 7th and 12th or 13th for the first uh, 70 laps, this is where they're back in 28th, still two laps down. All right, so we got 30 laps on this set of tires. The uh, 25 laps that we have to pit, we are currently 28, two laps down. 
Well, I think we just stay out. Yeah, I think we have to gamble, hopefully get a caution. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck two laps down here. So we'll get the wave around here, get back one lap down. Hopefully we get caution within the next 10 or so, come down pit. And that was absolutely the right idea, Mike. No question about it, uh, to, to do that and stay one lap down. Well, I mean, so no, they got a lap back by taking the wave around. This is when we first got a break. You stay out there to get your lap back. You got to get back to one lap down, and you need a quick caution. Well, they and got immediately it. Immediately it happens, yeah. It, 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 they got it, uh, looks like, seven laps later uh, when Matt Kenseth hit the wall and his tire went down. So that was a, that was the small victory that you're looking for that you needed. Just don't, don't try to get everything back at once. Get a lap back. Let's, get, let's go from minus two to minus one, and then let's see if we can catch a caution. And then that way we can pit. And then let's see if we can get a lucky dog. So this was the first big uh, or first small victory that yeah. w- that was necessary. Didn't last long. Didn't last long, though. <laughs> no, it didn't last long. Oil on the track. Unfortunately, here's what TJ said. There's oil on the track in one and two on the high side. Stay high. Stay high. Yep. We smashed. Head four. Another car hit in front of us there. Keep coming there. You're all clear. Okay. We'll be ready here. The guys are ready. Got a big tire. Bring it to us. I was above where the speedy dry was, so that's, there's oil higher up there that he cleaned up. Yep, the two car just hit it as well. We're just going to have to race through it, buddy. 4,000. We're going to do right side tires. I want you to clearance that fender. Clearance the fender. This, I almost threw my phone. I really yeah. did. Because you know what? he was. I think he was third in line when he restarted to try to get that lucky dog. He was fifth. And then he got to third, and so he was coming. I mean, and he was going to be number one. The car was still running top ten lap times at that time, so we have it was a bit smashed in on the side, but you know what? It was still speedy, so it was undoubtedly going to beat the other cars who were one lap down, in my opinion. Oh, it was just a matter of laps. Yeah, and and then we would have needed another lucky break. We would have needed another quick caution, which did come, but uh, another quick caution uh, before the leader started lapping other cars to make Junior not the lucky dog, but. You take them one at a time, and this things were starting to go our way at this point until he hits the oil. This is kind of humorous. I do want to play this, Amanda. This is uh, the caution coming back out, as Mike said, at lap 194, 30-second position, three laps down. Okay, we don't need fuel right away. We're going to put people over the wall. Everybody, anybody who can fix that car, make it faster. <laughs> I mean, I grab- Hey, excuse me, attention, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Please report to the yeah. 88 pit. Bring your tool belt. I mean, uh, no, I mean, you know what? And this is after he's hit. We're three laps down at this point, and and they're still digging. You know, they're still trying to get this car fixed and get it fast. And to be honest with you, this is something that you're going to want to pay attention to. I don't – it may not come into it, but it may – they are 35th at this point. They got seven spots back. Absolutely. By doing what they did here. Yes. Uh, they got seven spots. I had already written them off. They're three laps down. They're 35th. We may get to 34th. We may get to 33rd, whatever. But you know what? They finished 28th. And I'm going to say, you know what? This is something that I just want to put in my pocket, maybe bookmark this. For sure. Because that's seven points. Uh, well, let me, let me just say this. Let's say that the 88 team, this, to your point, Mike, if the 88 team finishes a, in the top five in Kansas, does not win but has a top five, there is no question they're going to pick up at least a spot if they do that, in my opinion. Top five finish in Kansas, I think chances are they'll probably be 10th in points, if not ninth in points, because someone's going to have a problem and or Ryan Newman or Kyle Busch 
or Brad Keselowski is not going to have nearly as good a race, and there's going to be some ground made up, okay? So that's the first thing to your point. And secondly, to your point, you know good and well, I know Junior is right. A lot of those guys are going to be very cautious in Talladega, but somebody in the top eight is going to have a major issue. That's just Talladega. So it could, if if they have two top five finishes in the next two weeks, I think that that will be a huge factor the way they finish the race in Charlotte. Matt Kenseth is in a completely different place. He has to win. Absolutely, 100%. Same situation as Kevin Harvick uh, going to Dover. He must win Kansas or Talladega. But I do think there is, I don't know that it's 50%, but there is some chance two top five finishes, I think, could get the 88 team to the next round. Yeah, and I'm really looking at Talladega. I, I, that's not cliche. I mean, Dale. I think Dale's piece for Talladega is uh, gives us our best chance for sure. And Kansas, we finished third there, uh, it, you know, earlier this year. But yeah. you know, I just I, I like us at Talladega. I like us on those restricted plate tracks, and we're not out of this. I, so I think ultimately, now Dale's going to go try to win Kansas. I got gotcha. you. Where does he need to finish? Say he doesn't win. Where does he need to finish to give himself a reasonable? you know, uh, reasonable third shot. You know, I keep going back to this golf analogy. I was trying to yeah, determine no, what, no, I think, what a bogey I, was, you know, before we, you know, hit the oil. I'm trying to like, where do we need to finish so we're not in a crater, we're just in a hole? I would say a combination of six total points. I know that's not the way it works. But I think a combination of, say, fourth and second, or third and third, or third and fourth, Yeah, somewhere in there. I got you. I yeah. think that that's what it's going to take to get to the next round because I do think somebody – at least one of these guys is going to have a major issue in Talladega. You just know that's going to happen. And chances are somebody somebody has a major problem every week. I mean, Jimmy Johnson had a major problem at Dover, and it cost him a shot at the championship. Yeah. Kevin Harvick had a major problem. It did not. Matt Kenseth did in Charlotte. You know some somebody's going to have a major issue like what we've seen every single week, Mike. It's going to keep happening. Well, the big difference, though, with Talladega is that typically, if you have an issue, it's beyond repair. Right. Typically. Yep. I mean, I'm not saying all the time, but I'm saying, and, and I know that they'll go in there and try to do everything they can to get those cars if they wreck them, but, but typically when you wad it yeah, up in know, Talladega, you're putting it on a rollback. Joey Logano, man, this guy the last couple of years, you know, tip your cap. I mean, he has certainly become one of the very best drivers out there, no question about that, with his move to Penske. And he moves on into the eliminator round yep. with a victory. Harvick back in great position. Our boy Martin Truex is in really good shape, too. Hamlin, Kurt Busch, Carl Edwards. Anybody that didn't get in oil. Uh, is what it let is. Let me ask you this, Taylor. Serious question. Did you hear NASCAR's response after the race? I did not. Uh, them saying that there was no oil on the racetrack? Richard mm -hmm. Buck, the competition director, came out and said there was no oil on the racetrack. They know they have complete confidence there was no oil on the racetrack. Did you have a reaction to that? So he, this man is suggesting that Dale Earnhardt Jr. steered his car into the wall? And eight other drivers. <laughs> <laughs> including Dale Kyle Busch. Jr. lost the ability to be one of the greatest wheel men in the world and just all of a sudden made a right turn and said, I'd, I'd like to drive over to Lake Norman real quick? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. He really said that? Yeah. He said that. Here, I'll, I'll read you the tweet. I'll read you. I, I saw it on Twitter. I will say that Steve O'Donnell was on uh, Sirius XM's Morning Drive and he said he was going to talk to Kyle and talk to Dale, that he obviously feels like there's a reason that they're saying that. Hmm. NASCAR thought it was clean. So 
I mean, he, O'Donnell kind of retracted a little bit from what Richard said last yeah, night. Yeah, NASCAR's Richard Buck says there was no oil on the track. They checked during the race and said they are absolutely confident there was no oil. I'm thinking I'm going to side with Mr. O'Donnell. And by the way, shout out to Amanda for listening to Sirius XM. I, I listen every, to my boys. Yeah, I wish everybody on this uh, podcast did that. But regardless, <laughs> uh, uh, no, what are you I, trying I, to say? I think that I think Mr. Buck uh, spoke too soon there. I think I mean, listen, I, he might be confident they did the best job they could. Uh, but to say, it, I mean, I, the proof is in the pudding, Mike. I mean, for all those guys to hit the wall, for TJ to say what he said, uh, and for him to be able to see that from the spotter stand, for crying out loud, for Junior to immediately say he saw it in front of him, you know, and it must be higher than that groove. Just, there's, it, just, there's no way that he would do Come on. Go to Man, Dale's no in-car camera. It looked like an oil refinery on that thing. Hmm. <laughs> uh, it's time now for Reaction Theater and someone's chance to impress us to win spy swag. Plus, don't forget you can go online to spyoptic.com and get yourself a pair of Dale Jr. Signature 88 Shades. Includes the Dirty Mo, McCoy, Quanta General, and Farrah for the ladies. Once you are ready to check out, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88, and you get 20% off of that purchase. Here is Reaction Theater. Carl? Edwards, I swear on this day you will not win the chase. We will wreck your ass before you even sniffed winning a championship. We blocked you. We blocked you. You we got blocked by Kingdom Come by Ryan Newman. We had a run and oh Ryan Newman, oh, I'm just here. Oh, oh, I'm in the wall. I'm never gonna win a race. Are you kidding me? This is we're gonna go to Talladega. We're gonna win that race. We're going to go to Kansas. We're going to win that race. And then we're going to wreck Carl Edwards' ass. Dale, yeah, let's go get this done in the next two weeks, baby. Let's go. I think that pretty much sums it up right there. Hey, you know, a lot of people suspected that TJ Majors would catch a lot of grief. But I'm going to tell you something. I was listening to the radio chatter as that happened. And I think TJ did everything right. I don't think he misspoke. I think he was, you know, saying inside coming, you know, yeah. got to run, got to run, got to run. He was saying all those things. So I don't think TJ did anything wrong. Well, if he, and, and if there was something that could have been fixed, Dale Jr. would have addressed it for sure. So uh, I, I think you're right on that. Who's next? Hey guys, I'm a first time caller here and I just wanted to give a huge shout out to Dale Jr. today. He drove his <laughs> off. You know, we had Mr. Edge strike. It's pretty bad there at the beginning of the race. Team fought back. We're coming. Then NASCAR spins. 12, 15 minutes on a yellow flag, clean up the track, and still can't get right. Cost us a good finish today. Junior fought back, got some real valuable positions late in the race. All these points are going to matter. You know, we're going to Kansas. We've got nothing to worry about there. He's fast. Team's fast. we got the best damn plate driver in the in the sport, so we don't have to worry about Todd as a team. You guys have a great week. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I want to hire that guy. Who's next? Hey, Junior. Sorry you didn't get the win today, but uh, keep on fighting. Like your koozie said, you are the man, you're not a myth, you will be a legend, and uh, the theme from Rocky is a fighting theme, and that's what you are. You are a fighter. That's why I sent that to you. Happy belated birthday, bud. Take care. We'll see you next week, and win that one for us. Fans love you. Keep it going. He's an old, that's an old man, isn't he? 41 years old. Did you see, uh, what, do you know what she's talking about, about the koozie? Did you see that I did tweet? Not. No, I didn't. Dale got a birthday gift this weekend. I'm assuming it's from the caller just now. Yeah. yeah. That was a, uh, a koozie, and it, and, it, and it had a button, and you push the button on the koozie, and it's the Rocky theme. 
You know, I did see that actually. Yes, I did. I did see that, and I, I and appreciated her doing that. You know, uh, speaking of Rocky, Amanda, you know yeah. what we need? You know a what chicken. we need? We need a chicken, a and chicken. we need some speed. Speed, Amanda. That's what we need, Amanda. Is some speed. <laughs> She's so ready to move on beyond <laughs> that Rocky thing. But you know what? It, we didn't bring it up this week, Taylor. It was a fan that brought a koozie. And so now true. I know what I'm getting, Amanda, for Christmas. I actually liked the koozie, though. You did? I, it, was, uh, it was very clever. I liked it. You should probably I, watch the movie. And you'll really telling you, well, maybe listen, <laughs> we got Dado running. We were trying to watch Rocky. I'm telling you, we need Junior to chase a live chicken. If we can have that happen, I, th- I really think he's going to win at least one of these next two races. Who's next? Good old cousin Carl Edwards tried to earn hard to earn hard. What was left? 50 or something? Almost made it back. The miraculous cleanup job by NASCAR which post-race Richard Buck says was absolutely confident there was no oil on the track. So I didn't realize it was uh, freezing temperatures. I guess we had some uh, some leftover rain freezing, had some black ice up on the high line, you know. Uh, that's just unbelievable. That damn black ice gets you every time. Oh, well, on to Kansas. Let's get it done. We ain't out of it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that black ice will get you every time. Hey, watch out. I mean, 80-degree black ice. It really will. Yep. Unreal. Wow. Who's next? Has anybody else noticed that Logano looks a lot like Ricky Bobby's arch rival, Gene Gerard? <laughs> and thanks, Jay, for the comic relief, as you kept telling Junior, you're the first car three laps to <laughs> made me stop crying for a minute. I know this is Greg's first year in Cup, and I'm thankful that they at least made it to round two, but I'm not sure if they'll make it at a round two. HMS has had kind of a lackluster year. They're getting it handed to them. Not sure what's going on, but on to the next. Still yak. It, I mean, listen, I'm really expecting Logano to start dr- reading books in there. Uh, it's, it's, uh, he's had a phenomenal year. There's no question. Ricky Booby. Ricky. <laughs> Jean Girard or whatever his name was. Is this a leader in the clubhouse? I think I like that caller. What do you think? I so still, far, uh, yes, I thought it, she was great. I thought the second caller that called in for the first time yeah, was hilarious. I, I think that was good, too. Yeah. So I, I've got those starred right now. I know we got a few more, though. All right, who we got? Carl's a <laughs> and a liar. He's a child <laughs> and a mother. He's a sinner, not a saint. He better feel ashamed. Go to hell. He's no dream. He's as fake as it seems. He will never take the blame anyway. Carl Edwards, you piece of crap. It's less than a third of the race in, and you wreck someone, and you dive down deep in the corner. I don't care what you said after the race, you fake horse tooth SOB. Hashtag Delia. Hashtag 10 beer flavored waters. (laughs) Flavored waters. (laughs) Man. Beer flavored water. Wow. Hey, um, I took well, offense a lot to of water the horse tooth. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> I took offense to the horse tooth. <laughs> low, I don't see my. Blow. My daughter said uh, this last uh, yesterday watching the race. She said on Sunday, if Dale Jr. If something happens to him, I, I like Carl Edwards to win because I know that uh, I've told her about Amanda and her husband works for that team, and she said, you know, I'd want Carl to win because you know Amanda's family would be happy and I like to see him do a backflip. So then when this all happened I said you still want Carl Edwards and when she said absolutely not. Yeah. And then she said <laughs> screw Amanda. <laughs> yeah, she said forget Amanda and her family. Yeah. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> Who's next? Miss Amanda, I apologize for what I'm fixing to say but Uh-oh. Fuck you Carl Edwards. Oh. You punk ass. Oh. You suck. Your team sucks. Oh. Your car maker sucks big. Oh. I hope you wreck. Gosh. I'm sorry. I hope you get hurt, but I hope you wreck. You're a 
that being said, I'm really awesomely proud of the way Dale and TJ <laughs> and Greg handled this. Dale, you're a better man than me because my ass would have been saying, put four tires on, I'm going to go wreck Carl Edwards right now. On to Kansas where we're probably going to have to win. And if out there, definitely Talladega. We can get this, guys. We're not out yet. It's close. It's damn close. It's too close for comfort. Dale, you have. That might be our new leader in the clubhouse. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I took offense to that one. <laughs> and yet you so. put it in. I'm proud See, of you even more. I, well, you, he can MF Carl all he wants, but when you say the, the team, team sucks, <laughs> that's what got me. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Pit crew members are so sensitive. They're so <laughs> yeah. hypersensitive. And uh. apparently their spouses are too. No, that that was fine. You know the one thing I, I Are you this? considering leaving, Kip, because of what happened? <laughs> yeah. No, but a, a reaction theater caller asked me that if I was going to divorce him. Or that I should. I don't think she asked me. I think she said I, she suggested that happens. Man. <laughs> Ultimately, that will not be the reason. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you do, can we just at least bring Jaron 360 cameras and kind of let, <laughs> at least get an episode out of it? You can appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, we can do that. Hey, I, I want to know something, and I know that we'll never get our answer, but I wonder of all the people that have said, I, you know, go wreck Carl. I wonder if they really, truly want Dale to direct his focus on wrecking Carl right now. I would almost guess that if you get past that emotional, uh, it's almost God, like I a hope the, not. Right, that's not that's not our focus. I mean, it well, can't I, be. I love what Junior said about that. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, absolutely. What good is that going to do me, man? I mean, like, you got to go win these races. I want to get to the next round. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll wreck Carl next year. <laughs> I'm kidding, yeah. but there's this thing called the Sprint Unlimited. I'm <laughs> yeah, that's I'm right. Yeah, I'm hey, that's exactly right. In Daytona in one of the dual races. Watch out, Carl. All right, last one. My dislike of Carl Edwards is well documented, <laughs> and as much as I can't stand that, I don't blame him for what he did. This is a chase. These race just going to get more and more, more and more touchy as we get closer. And believe me, it pains me to say that, because I really don't like that With 50-some laps to go, Junior is still trying to figure out if he can pick up any more points on the track. Yep. He ended up picking up two more spots, gaining two more points, and that's what I like. Never quit, but we're still in this thing. I can't wait to see what happens. Mike Davis, yeah, you don't look nothing like Carl Edwards. Yes, I do. If so, I expect you to get your ass whipped next time you go to the track. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He he's he's alluding to the fact that at New Hampshire for like the third year in a row, I'm walking through the driver owner lot. And somebody says, can I have your autograph? And I said, who do you think I am? They said, Carl Edwards. <laughs> oh and so uh, Carl is uh, exponentially more fit than I am. <laughs> yeah, he's and, co- he is definitely committed to his fitness a little right. bit more than you are. And right. uh, his eating, ha- his diet is definitely different than yours, mine, or most people. Unless he goes to Bojangles, which I'm just saying he might. <laughs> I want me to get a have him. <laughs> does he stop at every crystal he sees? Oh, because if he does, <laughs> then you know what? Y'all leave Carl Edwards alone. <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. pretty funny, though, Dan. That was. Uh, he, Dado should win every week. Submarine Mike is great, but I know we got to spread the wealth a little bit. So I would say either the person that uh, picked on Amanda, that was pretty funny, 
or the second caller that called in for the first time. I like all of those, Taylor. Amanda, would, if we pick the gentleman that cussed out the team and, and Carl, yeah. are you able to actually send something to them, or is, are you just not going to be capable of doing it? If that? the speaker accidentally drops and yeah. then I send it, uh, is Are you going to send them something that actually works? Yeah. <laughs> you should hit, take a picture of Kip sending it to him. That'd I be pretty should. Fun. That's a great idea. Kip, or Kip, send a picture of Kip giving him a salute. Yeah, <laughs> throwing the bird. Yeah. yeah, that'd be funny. Oh well, I, I don't know. I think I think he's my vote. I just listen. It's not like we endorse profanity, but I do endorse emotion and passion, <laughs> yeah. and I think he had it. Reaction theaters open twenty four seven. All you have to do is call toll free one eight five five seven four zero nineteen zero two and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo. Radio. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. All right, It Takes a Nation, and I am pumped to have Jim McCoy, Director of Sports Marketing at Nationwide, back for this segment. We had him on a few months ago. Jim, welcome back, buddy. It's great to be back, Mike. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting things going on with the program, and uh, look forward to talking with you guys. Right. I know you had big news today. You released the 2016 paint scheme for Dale Jr. and the 88 team, and you did it on social media. So, first of all, fans, if you haven't seen it, you can go to Nationwide88 on Twitter, uh, NW88 on Instagram, and Nationwide88 on Facebook, and check out this paint scheme. Jim, my goodness, man, this car is gorgeous. Oh, it's it's one of my favorite car designs uh, I've I've ever seen, and uh, we've done a lot to try to engage with the fans to make this even more special uh, from an unveiling standpoint. So Dale uh, Nationwide got together and and put together uh, a tribute uh, to to Buddy Baker and the Grey Ghost paint scheme that fans can go out uh, to our eight Nationwide 88 handles and and check it out. But uh, uh, it's a pretty special uh, paint scheme. It's going to run 21 times next year for uh, Junior Nation to be very proud of. You know, I didn't think you guys could make a better paint scheme than this year's scheme, but you know what? I think you've done it, pal. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, we all love the design this year and, and spent a lot of time with that. And, you know, as we tried to share internally, like, well, wh- why would we change such a great thing? And, you know, after going through a couple revisions and, and getting uh, very, you know, with Dale uh, closely to help design it and, uh, you know, using his vision and, and what he's comfortable driving in, uh, I think we definitely exceeded all expectations. And seeing it in person, uh, you know, last week when we shot the the video with the fans to to kind of officially unveil it and and pull the cover off today, we we couldn't be more proud of uh, the design the fans can enjoy next year. Uh, let's talk about this video because this, I love how you guys get creative when you unveil things, and you did it. You include Junior Nation, which is awesome. And you do it with a video where you sort of surprise fans. Tell us what you guys did and how you sort of unveiled it. Yeah, it, it's all about taking care of the fans and involving them, you know, in everything that we we do and try to get them closer to, to our program in as many ways as we can. And, you know, this summer we did My Dale Story, which we, we learned a lot of uh, unbelievable stories of, of people's interactions with Dale and, and why they're a fan. And we wanted to continue to, to reward those folks, um, you know, that maybe didn't win the promotion, but... Uh, by bringing a, a few out to to get a, a major surprise and delight out at the race shop at Hendricks. So I uh, told them they were coming out for a, just a tour, uh, not needing Dale, not seeing anything else above and beyond that. Uh, but we uh, had them talk about Dale and you know why they were a fan, and while they were doing that, had Dale come up and, and surprise them. And it, just the reactions, the responses were uh, unbelievable and over the top, and just the, the fans were so appreciative to, to one 
you know, just a tour of the facility, but to get to meet Dale the same day, it, it was kind of the best day of their lives. And to top it off, we had Greg uh, Ives and Dale lead in a, a shop tour, uh, and then they got to officially pull the car cover off to unveil the, the paint scheme. So uh, memorable days, uh, that, that memorable day they'll never forget, and you know, just uh, this uh, very small thing Nationwide can do for, for Junior Nation. I mean, it seemed in the video that Dale hadn't actually seen the paint scheme, uh, you know, in its finality, was that true? That is true. Yeah, they, we were rushing to get the the car painted, and I mean, obviously, we was very uh, involved in in driving kind of the vision and seeing it on paper. Uh, but it was the first time that he'd actually seen it painted, and it, it looks you know amazing. The the silver and the blue combination uh, that the fans will see when they go out to our social media handles, it just it pops. So yeah, he was he was very pleased with it. Well, that's awesome. Fans, again, go to Nationwide 88 on social media and check out this uh, car. It is beautiful. Hey, Jim, before you go, I, I really want to talk to you because you guys have been incredibly active in all the corners of this partnership. Uh, you and I discussed that a few months ago. You're really active in the car space. You obviously you worked with the Dell Jr. Foundation on several initiatives. You've had had a the huge impact with the Nationwide Children's Hospital that we've talked about. Then there's this Omaze program in which this past weekend was a big weekend for that. You brought out uh, one of the four finalists to the track. They met Dell. <laughs> I think there's a theme here going. When you bring somebody out, you really wow them, uh, and you did so again this weekend. They got the VIP weekend, uh, the VIP experience, and uh, it really kind of kicks off the next phase of this program. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and anything we do, we want to you know go all out and, and, and do it right in first class, and we were proud to participate in Dale's Foundation event. Uh, by presenting the Driven to Give uh, Gala that was uh, a couple weeks ago. And yep. uh, Omaze was a great way to raise funds for the Nationwide Children's Hospital uh, with Dale and uh, the different VIP packages that we paid out in Charlotte. So, you know, we'll, we'll see more of those promotions as we go, you know, down the road to, to really help us, you know, prove that we're more than a business and really want to try to take care of, uh, you know, children-related charities that are that are out there. But one that uh, new one that fans may not be aware of is the, the Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award that we just kicked off this weekend in, in Charlotte as well. Uh, four finalists that are actually fans that have stories of, of great efforts against child-related charities in their communities, and we want to help reward them through not only uh, an experience at the racetrack, uh, but they're up for a, a grand prize of a $100,000 donation Wow. Uh, that we'll give out at the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series banquet in Las Vegas in December. And fans can go out to nascar.com slash award to, to see these amazing stories uh, of these four finalists and, and vote on their favorite, and, and we'll pick that winner in December. So it, it's just all about you know rewarding those that are giving back in their communities and uh, something that we're very, very proud of uh, with Dale and, and also proud of. Uh, with our Betty Jane France Humanitarian Connection. And, and is that awarded at the end of the year at the uh, NASCAR banquet? It's Yeah, the NASCAR Sprint Series banquet, so fans can vote from today until December 3rd. Okay. And uh, they'll pick that winner you know, live on TV on NBC. And uh, it's, it's a, again, four amazing stories of NASCAR fans that are have given so much back to their communities and children-related charities. That's awesome. I mean, listen, there's a lot of awards that are doled out at the end of the year, but uh, you know what? Having one that awards fans and, and how they're active in the community and now and their and their philanthropic services it makes this one of the most esteemed awards at the end of the year. I, I truly believe that, and uh, 
it's just one more thing that you guys are involved with that sort of give back. So I appreciate you guys, uh, your, your involvement with the Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award, the, what you do at the Children's Hospital. Glad we could win you a race. I mean, that, that, that was part of the plan, wasn't it? You know, you, you put the paint scheme on the car. We'll win it for you. Uh, Storybook ending in Middle House. So yeah, with Regan. That was uh, an amazing <laughs> weekend as well. That was fun. Jim, thank you, buddy. I mean, listen, I speak on behalf of all junior fans saying thank you for uh, all that you do. Not just for Dale, but, you know, for the sport, and for the fans, for the children at the uh, Nationwide Children's Hospital, for everyone. I think, really, if I'm being honest with you, the only thing you guys are still lacking in is a new jingle singer. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm like, I, I thought I would have got a call by now after my last audition. I don't know if y'all are having some phone issues up there in Columbus or, or if, if, you know, I what did, the deal I, is. I, I shared it. I uh, didn't get a whole lot of response, but uh, well, you, never, you never know. You could, that, that phone call could be, uh, you know, coming anytime soon. I don't think you're sharing it with the right people then. <laughs> you, I, I can give you a couple aunts and uncles down in Alabama that uh, would, would definitely vote for me. Kent. Well, we, we are, are just so happy to be part of Junior Nation and, and doing everything we can to, to, to bring them value and, and show our passion and, and support of, of Dale and, and his fan base. So uh, we appreciate the opportunity this morning to talk about the paint scheme and uh, everything else that we have going on. Well, thank you again, Jim. And Junior Nation members, did you know that you can get a special discount when you switch to Nationwide? All you have to do, call 877-697-2246 or visit nationwide.com forward slash Junior Nation for more information. Jim, let me know how I do on this one. Remember, folks, Nationwide is on your side. Perfect. There we go. We nailed it. Here's what's coming up this week on Dirty Mo' Radio. Tomorrow, you don't want to miss this. Kelly sits down with Liz Allison, the wife of the late Davey Allison, on Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Thursday, Regan Smith and Heath White will preview Kansas and talk about the crazy chase for the Sprint Cup on Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale. Remember, you can always catch Dale Jr.'s at-track press conferences on said Jr., presented by Nationwide. Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available free of charge 24-7 on DaleJr.com, iTunes, and all major podcasting outlets. Let's throw the white flag. White flag right there, white flag. I'm totally eating Smarties. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of them in there. I know. I mean, I, like, I, I wasn't planning on white flag yet, and I should because I've been doing this podcast a while. Hold on. Let's see. Now I need to find it. Something else I don't think Carl Edwards is doing right now is eating <laughs> Smarties. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Taylor. Yes, sir. Did, did you hear that Dale Jr. is now on Instagram? I did hear that, yes. Are you following him? I do need to do that. Let me see oh, he's not following him. Well, yep. you know what? I'll start following him when he starts following me. How okay, about that? fair enough. <laughs> the official Dale Jr. Instagram account was launched last Friday in conjunction with the announcement that he has a new camo partner, True Timber. An announcement last week there. You can go to Dale Jr.'s Instagram account, which is just at Dale Jr., and check out his new True Timber gear and also photos from the track. I did check this morning. He's up to 28,000 followers in just a You know what? Uh, he's got pictures of Madeline up here and uh, cool shots of his car. Yeah. And definitely, I, I, I can't wait. I'll uh, have to go ahead and follow him. Madeline crushed it. Yeah, I thought Totally so. crushed it. And that, that video he has, which is on his Instagram and Twitter, that, that video for practicing is hilarious. Oh, it Yeah, you <laughs> should was. follow Dale Jr.'s Instagram for no other reason than that. Check out that. And that's TJ Major's daughter who introduced him uh, this past weekend. It's really race, cool. So. Very uh, cute. Dale Jr. is making his rounds today. First stop is Hendrick Motorsports for meetings and also an autograph signing for Nationwide. Then he is off to Charlotte Motor Speedway for a Dale Jr. Foundation event. 
It's a private event for a small group of auction and contest winners. It includes the ride of a lifetime in the number 88 Chevrolet. If they haven't cleaned off the oil of the racetrack, they're really going to get a ride of a lifetime. <laughs> well, there's no oil on the racetrack, Mike. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, you know, just uh, <laughs> I have all the confidence that there's no oil on the racetrack. From there, Dale is heading to the Outer Banks for an appearance at the Walmart in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Ooh, have nice. you been there? I have, I've been to Jacksonville. I've uh, been to the I love the Outer Banks. Yeah, I think Jacksonville is just north of Wilmington. Uh, if, if it I'm, is. I'm not that mistaken. is. It's, in the, it's right near New Bern. So Dale Jr., uh, his appearance is on behalf of Diet Mountain Dew. Again, that's the Walmart in Jacksonville, North Carolina. That is uh, cool. this evening. As you heard in the Takes a Nation segment, the 2016 paint scheme was unveiled today. Go to the Nationwide's 88 social media streams to check that out. The scheme was inspired by Buddy Baker's gray coast car, and i got to be honest, man, it is a pretty paint scheme. I really like it. So uh, speaking of paint schemes, Dale's number 88 Chevrolet this weekend at Kansas will be the Halo 5 Master Chief special paint scheme. That was announced last week. That race, which I don't need to mention, is sort of important for us, Taylor. Yeah. It sure sounds like it. It's on Sunday uh, on NBC, Motor Racing Network, and, of course, Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. There we go. All of them bringing live coverage of Sunday's race. Lastly, don't forget, Dale Yes shirt, short sleeve for the summer, long sleeve for the winter. They're still here in the Junior Nation store and on shopjuniornation.com. You can pick them up uh, anytime you want. Also, Dirty Mo Radio hats, decals, koozies. Maybe we need a koozie, Amanda, that plays the Rocky theme. Speed. We need speed. No, that's it. That's what we need. We need. You know, we need a, a Mickey, a soundbite of Mickey going speed. I like that idea. You do? I do. Do we have to like, I endorse pay for it. that? Okay. There's probably some copyright laws yeah. we need to get around. All right. <laughs> Anyways, well, that's all I got there, Taylor. You know, I, you, you keep talking about uh, speed, and that's what we need uh, these next couple of weeks, folks. Hammer down. Nothing to lose. I love Dale Junior's attitude. Let's have that same attitude with him for Kansas, and for Talladega. For Dale Earnhardt Jr., for Mike Davis, for Amanda, and for Kip. For Kip. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download, presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. You know, I was thinking, Amanda, that... Even if you're going, if you're a NASCAR fan and you're going to a night race, you should still prepare yourself by having spy sunglasses. You want to know why? Why? Because it might get rained out and you have the race the next day, right? That's a good point. And it just happened to be a really sunny day at Charlotte, was it not? It was very sunny. So you know, I, I'm telling you, spy will <laughs> spy, spy comes through even at night races. Is my point. And you think <laughs> that that's a stretch? And I'm telling you right now <laughs> that I've got this Charlotte race to prove it. You need to bring your spy sunglasses, even if you think it's a night race, because it might rain out and it be the next day, and you'll wish you had them. Am I right? S- say I'm a liar, Amanda. Just try. You're not a liar. There you go. Okay. H- how do you get them? You go to spyoptic.com and you go search Dale Jr. Signature 88 Collection. When you find the pair you want, the color, the style, go to checkout and enter discount code Nationwide88 and you will get 20% off. And watch out for the oil on the racetrack when you go there. Oh, no, we're talking about online. Never mind. (laughs) I wonder if the polarized glasses will show the oil. That's a good point. What if they do? (laughs) 